Today's reading is Psalms 103. It is found on page 485 of the Church Bible. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgive all our sins, all your sins, and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, as far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like flowers of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone and his place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness is their, uh, their righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. You, his servants, who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. This is the word of the Lord. Would you just uh, pray with me um, before we open the word of God? Uh, dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. I pray that you would just open our hearts and our minds, Lord, to hear the words, your words today, Lord. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord God. Um, use me to, to share what you have um, to, to say today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I'm going to start with a story. So there is a farmer, okay, and so he went into the city, and, and what he did, that he, he had to do some work there, right? And so while he was there, it was on the weekend, he, he attended a big city church. And, and at this church, uh, when he came home, what happened was his wife asked, well, well how, was, how was the church? And he said, it was good, but, but it was different. They, they, sang, they sang praise choruses instead of hymns. And she was like, what is a praise chorus? And he says, well, you know, it's, it's sort of like a hymn, 
but it's different. And she's like, well, what, what is the difference? And he said, well, it's like this. If I said to you, Martha, the cows are in the corn, well, that is a hymn. But if I said to you, Martha, Martha, oh, my dearest Martha, Martha, the cows, the big cows, the small cows, the brown cows, the black cows, the, they're, all, they're all in the corn, all of them in the corn. That is a praise chorus. You see, the story here focuses on how we praise God, right? He's, he's saying, look, there are two ways to praise God. But song, psalms of praise, which is what Psalm 103 is, doesn't focus on how we praise God, but it focuses on the purpose of us praising God. It focuses on why we praise God. And Psalms 103 is a, is a praise psalm that focuses on God's great compassion. We praise him for his great compassion. It's, it's kind of cool to, to look at psalms, the structure of this psalm, because it's actually what we call an inclusio psalm. And, and as if, if you look with me, verse 1, right, it starts with the phrase, praise the Lord, or some versions say, bless the Lord. And, and verse 1 and verse 2, and then when you go to the end of the chapter, in ver- starting at verse 20, it says, praise the Lord. See, it's using a similar phrase, and what that does is it, it creates this sort of this bracketed thing, an envelope, as you would say, and and it has this theme of praising the Lord. And so when we praise the Lord, when we read the rest of the passage, we look at it in the the view of, oh, we praise the Lord. Why are we praising the Lord? And that's what that middle part of the whole psalm is. We praise God for his compassion in our personal lives, right? Here, the first part, you see the psalmist talk talk about his 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 how God has had compassion on his life and he's calling his innermost being his soul to praise the name of God look praise the Lord oh my soul all my innermost being praise his holy name praise the Lord oh my soul and forget not his benefits you see he's calling him inside to praise the name of God Lord whenever you see Lord in all capital letters that's the name of God. It's actually Yahweh. And Yahweh means redeemer. It means savior. And he's telling his soul to praise the name of God and to not forget. See, the opposite of praising God is forgetting. When we praise God, we're thinking about, oh man, the Lord is compassionate. The Lord is great. The Lord is wonderful. He does all these things, right? But when we forget the compassion that God has on us, when we forget who God is, that's the opposite of praising. It doesn't call us to praise. And he's saying, look, praise God. Why? He's Look, he's done all these things for me. He forgets all your sins and heals all your diseases. These are combined together. When he's talking about diseases, he's talking about the state of distress. When, when, he, when, when he is sinning, he feels so distressed that he's at this place where mentally he feels like he's sick, right? But God healed him from that. Not only does he do that, God redeems him from the life of the pit. He's saying God redeems me from death. Pit here is a word for death. He comes from the state of death to what? To a state of being crowned with the love of God. 
majesty. He's being crowned with the love of God. Here he, he uses two words for love. He uses the love hesed, and he uses another word for love, meaning compassion. Hesed love is this loyal love, this, this covenant love. It's this love that will never go away no matter what you do, right? And, and he's saying, look, I am come from this state of death to this place where God has crowned me with this love where he relentlessly loves me and he has compassion over me. And this brings the psalmist to say, look, it's so much so that he satisfies my desires and brings me to be like an eagle, renew me like an eagle. See, eagle at that time was the greatest bird. And to them, when they talk about eagles, they're talking about divine favor. They're talking about strength. They're talking about long life. And he's saying, God has brought me to this place. And he praises God for that. Well, what does this mean for you? We praise God in times of distress. Remember what the Lord has had compassion on our lives, and we praise him in those times. When we feel that the world is falling around us, is crumbling around us, we praise God, and it brings us to a better place, a place of joy. When I, when my, my fourth year of seminary was the fourth, was the worst year um, for me spiritually. I was actually at an all-time low spiritually, actually in my entire, in my whole spiritual life. And you would think, you're in seminary. Aren't you supposed to be closer to God when you're studying his word? But that was the worst time for me. A lot of things had happened. I actually broke up with my long-term boyfriend. Um, I had recently moved um, to another apartment. I was living with someone new, right? It was all these transitions, right? And I was at an all-time spiritual low, and in fact, I didn't even do my devotions every day. But what brought me back to God, what brought me back out of this state of despair was was actually teaching the youth. I was, I was teaching the youth on Sunday, and they said, why don't you share your testimony? And I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do this, you know, you know, putting on this face that everything was okay, but really inside I was, I was down. And I remember being there with the youth, and I remember sharing with them my testimony, right, which is really a story of how God compassionately loved me and drew me back to him. And I remember sharing this with the youth, and after that time, I remember coming back and thinking, why am I sad? Why am I in distress? Why am I sad? Why am I emotionally um, sad, right? Because I have an amazing God who's literally brought me out, brought me back from my sin, back to back to him. And, and, and that drew me back to him. See, when we remember, when we remember the, the, the compassion that he has in our personal lives, we praise him. We praise him for the compassion he has in our personal lives. We also praise God for his forgiving nature. See, the psalmist here in verses 6 um, brings us out from the focus on this is what God has done for me. He brings it to, to, to this is what God has done for Israel and for the world, right? He, here he starts in verse 6. He, he focuses, he shifts our focus to the righteousness of God. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed, right? So we, we're, we're shifting our, our eyes and we're like, wait, yes, God is righteous, 
wait, but I am a sinner. <laughs> if God is righteous, I should not be here, right? But, but here he, he gives three illustrations to show that, yes, God is righteous, and he has a, but he has a plan, and he has mercy. See, he loves us, and he shows us the compassion that God has for us. In verse um, 7 through 10, he, he uses this example of Moses. He made known his ways to Moses, Moses right? And, and many of people have read this already, but the Lord is compassionate and great gracious, slow to anger, right? He doesn't, we, he doesn't treat us the, the sins that we deserve, right? We deserve um, punishment, right? But he doesn't, he has this mercy. And see, what, what he's talking about, he's talking about when Moses was there on Mount Sinai, and, and, right, and he, they're ready, he'd already taken all the Israelites out of Egypt, right? He, he had redeemed them, right? They went through the desert and all these things. And, and, and Moses is up there talking to God on Mount Sinai, and he's getting the Ten Commandments. Well, what are the Israelites doing at the bottom of the mountain? They are creating this golden calf, this idol. And what they're saying is, we don't need that God anymore. We have this God, right? And, and, and so, and, and the Israelites are there, and God had every right to be like, you are not my people. I am going to just wipe you out, right? God had every right to do that, right? But Moses begs God to have mercy, begs God to, to not be angry. And what happens? God is slow to anger, and he has mercy on the Israelites, he has mercy on them, and he forgives them. You see, this is the picture that they have, and they knew, the Israelites knew, wow, this is what we deserved, but God had mercy. We for, he has this forgiving nature. He also has this illustration in verses 11 through 12, for as high as the mountains are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. When you look at the heavens, what you're saying is, look, that's how far it is. I can't even see the heavens. That is how great God's love is. In fact, what does he do? As far as the east is from the west, he has removed the transgressions from, of sin from us. What he does is, is, is this is a distance thing. And, and, and when they say the east is from the west, that's the farthest distance that it could possibly be. And, when he's, and what, what the psalmist is saying is, look, he takes your sin and he takes it all the way over there where you can't, you don't even know where it is. This is the power of sin, the guilt of sin. The, the effect of sin no longer has an effect on him. If this didn't convince the reader enough, he goes on talking about God, Yahweh, as as a father, has compassion like a father has for his children. Verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. You see, a compassion, a father knows, right? Fathers out there, I, you know that when your children came into the world, you knew that they were probably going to do something naughty, right? You knew that they were probably going to, to do something bad, but that doesn't cause you to love them any less. That doesn't cause you to have no compassion for them. You see, God is the same way. He is our heavenly father, and he has compassion on us. He knew where, where we grew. He, he formed us from the dust and he knew where we came from and yet he loves us he has this forgiving nature towards his children well what does this mean for you 
do you guys ever feel that your sin is so great that the Lord doesn't love you? Do there ever times where you feel this way? God is a forgiving nature. There's nothing that you can do that will stop God from loving you. I remember um, in, in high school, right, I told you uh, my past and the Lord showed compassion for me. When I was in high school, when I was about 14, 15 years old, I completely um, fell, went away from God. I was walking backwards to him. And in fact, I got into such deep sin because I was like, I, I don't believe in God anymore. God is not part of my life anymore. And what happens is sin creeps up into your life. And I remember when the Lord delivered me from this sin when I was 15, he brought me back, he sought me out, and he brought me back to him. And I remember at that time thinking, how in the world, how could God possibly love me? I, I did all these bad things, right? And constantly throughout my life, the, 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 these, these sins sort of come up and creep up. How can God possibly love you? You have done these things, right? But God, but God doesn't, um, doesn't um, hold this against us, right? He loves us so much. It's, the sin has no power over you. The guilt of sin no longer has power over me. That is why I'm able to be up here and, and teaching the word of God, right? I would never, when I was 15, think that I would be up here sharing the, the passion that I have for the love, for, for the word of God, but I am. Why? Because God had compassion on me, and his forgiving nature drew me out of that. We praise God for the compassion he has in our personal lives. We praise God for his forgiving nature. We also praise God by following his commands. Um, the, the psalmist here starts in verse 6, 15. He, he, he goes back and, and he compares man. He's, he's saying, you know, God formed us, right? God knew who we were. And then he says, as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower in the field. The wind blows over it and is gone, and his place remembers it no more. What he's doing is he's comparing man, mankind, right, us. He knows us, and he's comparing us to just really weak things, right? If you think about grass and you throw it, or you think about a flower, yes, it's pretty at that time, but if you throw it in the wind, eventually no one remembers the flower, and eventually the flower will die, right? And he's saying this is what man is. It is the weakness of man, right? We all are prone to sin. We all have this weakness, right? He's saying this is what man is like, but what happens? Um, in verse 17, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, right? God's love is greater. God's compassion is greater than any weakness that we have, any sin that we have. And his righteousness is with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. You see, it doesn't stop at this generation. It stops. It doesn't stop with your children's generation. It doesn't stop with their children's. It keeps going. This love of God keeps going. And what is the response? What is the response of the psalmist? Well, it is to obey his commandment and to obey his precepts. The, the, and, and, it comes, and he comes to this conclusion in verse 19. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. He realizes that God is 
is the ruler of all of us. And this causes not just individual praise, what is it, what is it, it calls a universal praise. Not only are, is, the, is the psalmist praising, but all the angels are praising, and, and all, the, all of his servants are, are praising. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his building, obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his... Um, Sorry, praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. My question to you is, well, how will you respond to the love and compassion of God? Will you follow his precepts? Will you follow his law? Will you praise God with all that you have in service to him? I had a boss, uh, one of my, my, the best bosses that I ever worked with was, was Michael Brito. And he had such compassion for the people that he had for us, right? But he was my boss, right? So, so you either, you have to work, right? Well, you have to do well, good work, otherwise you get fired, right? But, but for my boss, Mike, I, I did not work because I was afraid that I was going to get fired. I did not work. I worked for him because he was very compassionate and loving towards, towards me, right? I remember one day coming into work, and I was actually going to class, and I remember I had stayed up all night and writing a paper, and I got to, I got to school, and I, I pull into the parking lot, and it was just a horrible day, and I, I get out of the car, and I just hear this, like, sound. And I was like, what is going on? And my tire had a gigantic nail in it, and it had, like, it, it, it was deflated. And I was like, how am I going to change this tire? I don't even know how to do this. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go up. I'm going to go up to my office, put down my stuff, and then maybe ask someone to help me. Right? And so I go up to my office, and my boss says, Rhoda, don't you have class right now? And I said, yeah, I'm late, but I have a flat tire. I have to, you know, fix it. And he said, oh, it's okay. Just give me your keys. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it later. And I said, okay, not thinking. Right? I was really tired. I just went to class. And, and I came back in the break thinking, I'm, go- I'm going to have to change this tire. And, and my boss gives me my keys and says, it's all taken care of. I've, I've, I've changed your tire for you. And I said, what? This, this is the boss that I worked for. And it caused me to do great work for him. I worked hard not because I was afraid I was going to get fired. No, I worked hard because my boss was a great boss and he cared for us. Right? This is like God. This is like God. When we realize the compassion that God has on our lives, how would we not want to do the good thing? How would we not want to follow what he has called us to do? Why would we not want to follow his commandments? I ask you again, how will you respond to the compassion of God? If you're wondering what compassion God has, see, the cool thing about this psalm, the psalmist saw. The psalmist, this is the Old Testament, he saw the loving nature of God. But you see, he didn't see the end of the story. We know the end of the story. You see, he sees the forgiving nature that God has, but we got to see the compassion that God had for us. Right on the cross, when God loved us so much, what did he do? He took away our sin. How? By sending his son to die on the cross for our sins and to raise again to life after three days. Why? So that we can be with God in heaven. So that we could also 
be with God. That is the compassion of Christ, and that is what draws me to praise his name. That is what draws me to be here um, serving the youth. That's why I love it so much. Why? Because God has shown his compassion to me in this great way, and I challenge you guys to do the same. Um, Let's just pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Thank you that you are a God, Lord, that that, that is so gracious, that is so loving. Lord, we praise you today, Lord. We, we praise you for, for the great compassion that you have on our lives. Um, I pray that you just be with us. Continue to, to, to share your love with us. Um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.